Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Steelers Blitz on a Friday, Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, off the rails a little bit as always, all right? But it's summertime, we're enjoying our final weeks here before we do deep dive back into Steelers talk. A reminder, listen, nobody covers your Steelers like we do here on the 24-7 home of the black and gold. We're not entirely sure what our training camp schedule is going to look like, but we know that we will have coverage uh, every single day. Um, I got to imagine, you know, we'll be all over the place because that's what we do around these parts. But uh, obviously, you know that we'll have a full gambit of SNR coverage for you when the Steelers break for training camp uh, starting July 26th with report day and some conditioning tests like Motsi was explaining through his PTSD earlier. And then obviously on the 27th, camp getting going. Uh, and August 1st, really the date to circle, as that will be the first padded practice day for your Pittsburgh Steelers as well too. So Motsi, we're going to have some fun, all right? We're going to focus on some non-Steeler conversation, although they'll work their way into these lists that we do as well too. Uh, Before we get to training camp, we are finishing up our top 10 lists. It is list season. If you are in the content business around the National Football League, Motsi and I, we've got two top 10 lists for you today. You know, about 25 minutes from now, we'll do our top 10 wide receivers. But this is a show that respects and admires and loves defense. Defense. Now you talking to me. Defense. Now you talking to me. Yeah, I know. Now you're talking your, to me. I'm speaking hey, your language hey. over here. Let's go. <laughs> so, you know, we've done off-ball linebackers. We've done edge rushers. Why don't we just finish out the line of scrimmage area, right? The box, if you will, oh, Arthur Moe. Let's do it. And let's go with uh, traditional hand-in-the-dirt, non-edge rushing defensive lineman. Top 10 list here. As always, we will do this. We'll go three at a time, back and forth, work our way up to number one. I think you can probably guess who's number one on both of our lists, but hey, that's why we do this. You never know. So, Arthur Motes, since I am hosting today. The real today, question is who's number two on your list. Ooh. Hey, hey, that's that's Ooh. where the list really starts right. is at number two, okay. baby. Okay. We will get there, but we'll start, you know, we've got to build up to it, of course, first. So, Motsi, uh, give me 10, 9, and 8 for you, and if you want to, you know, give some honorable mentions as well, too, the floor is yours. 
Well, for me, man, I said I'm going to keep my list nice and neat. No honorable mentions this go around, even though there are always plenty of guys that deserve recognition. But I said, nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be tough. I'm going to be a stickler. I'm only giving 10 names and 10 names only. No slashes, no asterisks, no 1B, 2B, none of that. I was doing that. Come on. Off my chest. Anywho, starting off the, for me at number 10, man, I got uh, Grady Jarrett, man. I think that Grady, productive player, uh, really came on even more so last year down in Atlanta. Um, can play up and down that line of scrimmage as well, man. You can play him as a three or as a one, man. I just think that as a whole, he really is a good player. Not built the best. He's not going to pass a lot of eyeball tests, but when you talk about productivity, he gives you that. At number nine, Formerly of his parish, my man Jay Wobble. <laughs> Javon Hargrave, man. Shout out to my dude. Love Wobble, man. Um, coming off his first Pro Bowl season, man. Really where he was able to thrive in Philadelphia. Um, now that he's in that 4-3 defense down there where he's able to just pin his ears back and be a penetrator, be a disruptor, you see the uptick in productivity. Super athletic for his size. And granted, he's still undersized in terms of height at the nose tackle or even at the one and three position, right? In terms of what you talk about as an interior D lineman. But the way that Javon continues to win, number one, his quickness. Short area quickness and his burst off the line of scrimmage are top notch. You talk about his hand placement. So consistent with his hands as well. To me, man, I think that he's still getting better. And that's the beauty of this thing, man. I thought that he really took a step forward of being one of their main producers on that uh, Eagles uh, defense line as well, man. He's Stuff he's like honestly man. Nine. He's he's taking like he he might be the guy mm-hmm. in front of Fletcher Cox there at this point. He really no. Might. I watching them on tape. I think that he has passed him. We know Fletcher is still the leader of that defense. Sure, We're sure. not confusing the two of those, but in terms of being the alpha, the 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 guy that hey, when we're talking about who we need to highlight, it's Hargrave right now. So that's why I have him at number nine on my list. At number eight, shout out to Kenny Clark right here, man, from Green Bay. Kenny, man, <laughs> this dude can play. He, he just, when you watch him, his hand place, when you watch him, the athletic ability, when you watch him, he, he finds ways to just well wreak havoc, man. Yeah. Um, shoot, him and Rashawn Gary, uh, the, the edge rusher that they have out there in Green Bay, who we talked about on the uh, previous show, those two dudes worked in tandem at a high level and, um, it's no surprise why both of those dudes are getting the recognition that they're getting because they work so well together. They both produce and just disrupt. And you can see how they play off of each other. And Kenny, man, all season long, he was just one of those dudes out there for Green Bay, man. So that's why I have him at number eight for me. I dig it. I dig it. So I wasn't going to do any honorable mentions either, right? Because mm, I, had, okay, I, had okay, one. Okay. I had one on my list, just one. But I wasn't mm-hmm. going to give it because you had me inspired. But – it, it, it is it is Grady Jarrett was my number eleven who you mentioned because you know I just you and I are pretty simpatico on these things so I had to yes. throw that out there. Number ten for me though is is Javon Hargrave is Jay Wobble. Um, Wobbs. Man, you said it like he is just two two word the two words are quickness and, and leverage like those mm-hmm. those are the two words you cut on his tape and it it just jumps off the screen. He made his first Pro Bowl. Um, you know I think after his first season in Philadelphia. A lot of people were, and this is just kind of what they do in Philadelphia in general, right? They just they go hard on their athletes. But a lot of people were questioning the signing and the contract that the Eagles gave him after that first year. That's done a complete 180 now. I mean, mm-hmm. like we were saying, he, uh, you you ask a a die hard 
realistic Eagles fan, and they'll tell you, like you said, yeah, Fletcher Cox is still the heart and soul of that defense, but Javon Hargrave's a better player right now. And mm-hmm. I think that speaks a lot because, yes, Fletcher Cox is a little bit older. He's on the other side of his prime, but he's been one of the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL for the past decade. Mm-hmm. And so, too, to have Eagles fans who love that guy and admire that guy, and they'll tell you, you know, Hargrave had a better year, um, that, mm-hmm. that says it all for me. And he, he had to be in my top ten. Uh, so he is number 10. Number nine for me is Jonathan Allen. Um, some inconsistencies there with the football team or the commanders or whatever they call themselves now. Um, but, you know, I, I think the sack numbers from the interior of the defensive line are impressive. I think it, it, him and uh, Chase Young have a really good thing going, going forward. Um, he gets a lot of pressures, a lot of pass rush wins from the interior of the defensive line. Um, and, He's a guy who, again, you know, you can knock him. The thing that you and I don't love, he is not necessarily there every single play. Yeah. Um, and that's why I don't have him higher on this list. But he just, for me, has a, has a skill set um, that, that that bears being on the, on the back end of this thing. So Jonathan Allen, number nine. And the number eight, Vidavay of the Buccaneers, um, one of these guys who's been doing this thing at a, at a high level for a long time. He was one that I struggled with, like – I, I could I could easily have him higher on the list, but I do know he he's not the traditional three down guy in this regard. Like some people, you know, there was a lot of comparisons between him and uh, who was the guy that the Eagles just drafted out of Georgia, Jordan Davis. Jordan oh, Davis. Jordan Davis. Yep. A lot of comparisons in their game. You know, traditional nose tackle style. Can they really be every down guys, or are they just a two down player? Um, but for me, man, Vey is is the, the numbers don't lie. He's had the team success. He's had the individual success. 27 years old, kind of right in the middle of his prime. Uh, I've got him at number eight on my list. Let's go. All Arthur right, Motes, so number seven to number five. Yeah, yes, indeed, man. For me at number seven, I got Eric Armstead right here. Um, with Eric, man, it's weird because he is – a specimen when you talk about eyeball test you're not gonna find too many guys that look more physically imposing than eric armstead and when he decides to go he's one of the hardest players to block yes he the is. length the athletic ability the ranginess his biggest issue is always consistency can he continue to put it together a lot of these a lot of these guys on this list that's their that's absolutely the Absolutely. And I understand with bigger body guys, yes, this is a common theme because most bigger body guys, they get fatigued. So you're trying to keep them out there and play and they're trying to figure out how to catch their breath, cut corners. Cam Hayward's the outlier. Cam Hayward's the one where it's like, man, his motor just seems to be outside of Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, but yeah. It's a, you know what I mean? Like that's just what makes him special in that regard. But for me, Eric Armstead is still a phenomenal player. I just, like I said, I, I always want a little bit more from him. That's why he's a little bit lower on my list in contrast to others. Um, at number six, man, I have Vita Vea right here, man. Um, I ain't gonna lie. I like watching him play with the no yeah. gloves, man. It, yeah. it doesn't look glamorous, he's but he gives school. me Casey Hampton vibes. Absolutely. And when we talk about him not being a three-down player, that's fine. But when you watch him on passing situations, you're not play-action passing when Vita's on the field. Vita's taking those centers, two hands, and driving those guys back. Casey Hampton. That's what he and does. That's a good comparison. Absolutely. Like I said, it's not a, he's not going to pass any eyeball tests. Like I said, he's not trying to win any fashion shows either. You watch him on game day. Like I said, no wrist tape, no gloves, no swag at all. But 
he's a productive player. You're not single blocking him. If you try to run at him, good luck. Good Why luck. do you think the Bucks defense has been so good with him being in there? He is a part of that anchor. He's a part of the reason why they're so stout up front. And to me, man, the more I watch him, I just continue to like him. That's why I have him at six, even though he is technically not a three-down player like we talk about Aaron Donald, Cam Hayward, Chris Jones and company. But he's still a top-notch player out here. So that's why I have him at number six. Then at number five, I went to Forrest Buckner here. Now, DeForest, coming off a crazy season, DeForest, if <laughs> I want to put DeForest higher on my list, I just happen to like the other guys just slightly better, okay. a little bit okay. more. Okay, we're going to find DeForest, out. DeForest can do whatever you want on that D-line. Bro. He could play inside. He could go outside. He could be 4-3. He could be the 3-4. Pass rusher, penetrator, blast, uh, batch passes. Plays the run, physical. Like I said, it's not a lot of negative about him. It's not. Like I said, the biggest thing for me is I just happen to like the other guys a little bit better. But man, DeForest, like so him some, at there's five some Fred, for me, there's some Fred Werner vibes there. Yes, DeForest Buckner yes, for you. Yes, him at five for me just seems too low. I'm like, man, I gotta have you at a better rating up here. But once again, I'm just torn. So that's why I put him at five. And I said I wasn't gonna change my list, even though even now I'm like. I could easily have him at four. I was like, I'm not going to do it. All right, so that's why I have the uh, four at five you, right wait here. Wait till you see where he's at on my list, then. <laughs> <laughs> number seven for me, Motsi, uh, same as you, Eric Armstead as well. We both have him at number seven. Um, I, I tell you what, like, he to me, he reminds me of, like, there's some Fletcher Cock vibes to his game. You know, some Fletcher Cox vibes to his game, like a little bit of a younger version is really dominant at times, but then at other times you're like, all right, you know, what, what's going on here a little bit? Um, but I think, you know, there were some questions about him last year in the absence of Nick Bosa. I think when he proves w- when offensive lines just can't cue on him, he he can be a, a disruptive force. You're right. You watch him play and just the traits in the eyeball test I mean, he could be in the conversations with, with the Cam Haywards, right, and, and and those guys. A little bit further down, though, um, because of some of those things that, that you mentioned as well. But, yeah, we both have him at number seven on our list. Number six for me is the guy that you had number eight, Kenny Clark of the Green Bay Packers. Um, and, you know, I, I like – Kenny's a dude, bro. Kenny is such is. a dude, man. And he's, and he's still he's, – I think he's 26, 27 years yeah, he's old. He's still, yeah. right, he's still right in that, uh, that kind of prime – of his uh, of his you know career and could get even better. The one thing, I, you know, if I want to play devil's advocate with myself here, mm-hmm. his his track record against the run is a little shaky. He he's not the Very best true. against he's not the best <laughs> against the run. So maybe I should have had him down a couple more spots. But I got Kenny Clark. Yeah, his track record against the run. Uh... <laughs> Arthur Mudd, someone on the show might even say it's not good. Sometimes we, we will overlook that for their pass rushing ability. Okay, that's, All that's right. what we do. We we like to get after the quarterback. We like to get after the quarterback. So Eric Armstead seven, Kenny Clark six, number five for me, Jeffrey Simmons. The, okay, I see what you went in. I see what you went. Yeah, the young bull down in Music City. Now, hear me mm-hmm. out. He on on our buddy Jeremy Fowler's list. He was number two. He's number two. Yeah, he's he getting was a lot two, of spin. It wasn't, and and DeForest was at three DeForest on uh, three. on Jeremy's yes, list. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam four, Aaron Donald one. Um, mm-hmm. 
I really like Jeffrey Simmons. You know, I he's, he's 24 years old. He very realistically could get even better this season. The Titans defense, you know, he feels like that guy that can kind of bring that unit together that's been over the last two years that Titans defense has been up and down up and down up and down they've had times Mm -hmm. where they looked really good they've had other times where they couldn't stop a nosebleed I really like Jeffrey Simmons but to me Motsi this comes back to you know again another thing you and I talk a lot about okay I've seen you do it for one year show me but I can move you up on this list very quickly but show me again now that mm-hmm. the secret's out about you across the National Football League no one's taking you lightly anymore you are up on the whiteboard in meetings every single week as a guy that, that other offenses have to be able to to slow down and take care of I really like Jeffrey Simmons like I said I could argue him certainly as high as number two or three on this list but I think some of those other guys the guys that we're going to get to just have a bigger body of, of proving the success in their track records. So that's why, still at, at the young age of 24, I've got Jeffrey Simmons at You know the five. thing that's crazy about Jeffrey, though? People forget he didn't even really play that first year because he was coming back from the ACL injury. Correct. Last year like, was like think kind that was of like his, his rookie his sophomore, season in a way. Yeah, like, <laughs> or sophomore, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, like that's nuts when you really think about it, man. It is. It is. And it's like I said, he like you we could be doing we could be doing this list next year, Motsi, and he could mm-hmm. be the like clear cut number two. Like, okay, Aaron Donald's yeah. still in that stratosphere, yeah. but he's number two. That that would not surprise mm-hmm. me. All right, buddy. Into the into the top go. five here. Who you got four through two? All right. So for me, man, at number four, I went with Jeffrey Simmons. And um, a lot of things you said, I agree with 100%. When you talk about why nationally, because obviously the ESPN list that Jeremy Fowler had, obviously had uh, Jeffrey Simmons at two, DeForest Buckner at three. And that was the cause for people to be a little bit perturbed, right? Or upset. And I understand that. It's like, man, yeah course we, we feel like cam is our guy but the reason why these execs and other scouts feel like those guys are ahead of cam is solely because of their upside and their athletic ability when you look at jeffrey and when you look at deforce buckner athletically those guys are freaks the size the speed the ranginess what they're able to do i love cam that's my guy but cam just physically can't do certain things that they can do it's kind of like the tj wide and miles garrett conversation there's certain things that Miles Garrett can do that TJ will never be able to do. But when you're talking about productivity, when you're talking about a guy that when I cut on the tape wins, that's the TJ argument. That's the Cam Hayward argument. So for me, at number four, I have Jeffrey Simmons. I'm with you. Jeffrey, if he puts together another season like he did last year, he will easily move up to number two yep. on this list. But I need to see more of it. Like I said, he's still very young in this league. He hasn't even had three full seasons just crazy. yet. Yeah. But you see, he is starting to understand it. He's starting to get up to speed. And that's the dangerous part because of how athletic he is, because of how powerful he is. And he is very skilled, can play the run, can rush the passer. I would like him to be a little bit more consistent against the run because I'm used to how Cam Hayward plays the run. So I'm definitely sure, more biased. Sure, but sure. I've played next to Cam. I know what it's like when you have a Cam Hayward there. That ball's not coming outside. Whereas with Jeffrey, at times, I don't know if it's more so him just trying to count snaps in the sense of, hey, man, mm-hmm. I got third down coming up. This is second and long. All right, man, we'll hedge it. I could chill a little bit here. Maybe sure, it's some of sure, that. Sure. But either way, I think that, man, he is still such a dominant player off of that one season. I just want to see him do it again. At number three on my list, 
I went with Chris Jones right here. For me, man, Chris Jones, down year last season in a, uh, to an extent, but then you look at when the Melvin Ingram trade happened, his productivity went back up. If it's a third down and I need a sack, outside of Aaron Donald, realistically, Chris Jones is the most gifted pass rusher from the interior. Not in terms of, oh, does this guy have the best numbers, but in terms of just pass rush ability, mm-hmm. quarterback hits, sacks. Just being an overall disruptor, Chris Jones is that guy. For me, man, it's just I think that they got a little bit too exotic with how they were playing him last year, mm-hmm. playing him a lot more as a outside DN in space. And can he play that? Sure. But it's like when we line up Cam Hayward at DN, as in like an outside DN where TJ Watt or Alex Hodge can play in a sub package ball. We do it situationally if it's a run and we want to get him matched up on a tight end. But we're not going to play Cam Hayward 30, 40 snaps there. At right. times last season, that's what the Chiefs were doing. So when you talk about his productivity taking a little bit of a slip, part of it was schematically what they were doing for him. You know, almost a disservice. But sure, either way, sure. Chris Jones is still one of those guys. That's why he's number three on my list. And then at number two, it's Cam Hayward. Hey. I'm biased. I don't care. But this is the thing, right? When you talk about Cam Hayward, the productivity speaks for itself. The effort speaks for itself. The consistency and availability speaks for itself. Outside of Aaron Donald, Cam Hayward is the most consistent player against the run and the pass, along with having a maniac-like work ethic. We talk about how many plays we pull up from Cam Hayward where he's running and chasing a defender 20 yards downfield. Justin he's making Herbert. a play out by the tie, by the sideline, and we're like, bro, how did you even get to that? Shoot, you watch him against Buffalo week one, punching out a ball on Josh Allen. Like, this is the type of stuff that Cam Hayward does. And outside of Aaron Donald, nobody is doing it as consistent as Cam has been doing it. Now, if you talk about him not passing the eyeball test, okay, cool. If you talk about him not being as athletic or having the physical traits of some of these other guys, okay, cool. But you're not going to tell me you cut on any tape (laughs) and, and, and find a more productive player outside of Aaron Donald than my man Cam Hayward, man. So that's why I have him at number two on my list. I love it. I love it. Uh, number four for me is Chris Jones. Um, everything Motsi just said. There, you know, uh, there is something to be said for consistent pressure on the quarterback from the interior of your defensive line. You know, every like everyone's everyone's trying to get the edge rushers. Everyone's trying to bring that bring that pressure off the edge and collapse the pocket. Right, all those things. That's great. But when you have guys who could just blow up the interior. Of, a, of an offensive line and get right in the quarterback's face, to me, that is, that's weighted a little differently. And, and because of that, I've got Chris Jones at number four. When, like you said, there's some things you could, you could argue either way, but I've got him at number four because I think he just still, he, he possesses some traits and, and, and a skill set that is, it is very rare at that position. Number three for me, is DeForest Buckner. I know I got him a little bit higher. I got him at number okay, three. Okay, okay, I'm a little biased as well, too, because I, I, I mean, just you, you can't go wrong game. with him being high, bro. He is a phenomenal player. Like, you watch him. Like, he checks all those boxes. Yeah. He's Fred, he's Fred, like, I, I like that Fred Warner comparison. Like, mm-hmm. he might not give you as much splash as Darius Leonard, mm-hmm. but you never have to worry about him. Snap mm-hmm. in, snap out, game in, game out. You know what you're getting, and it is a guy with just everything in his tools in his toolbox, everything in his arsenal. Yeah. 
who who just brings it from from the first quarter to the fourth quarter, defines consistency. And for me, a big thing, Motsi too, he's had success in multiple places. Yes, yes. You, you know, and and that to me always I, I give that some some gravitas as well too. So DeForest Buckner, I know I'm I'm a little high on him. I, I'm a big fan though. He's number three for me. And then number two, I've got Cam Hayward as well. I'm biased as well. I'm wearing the black and gold glasses like Motsi. But you know what? Of all these guys that we've mentioned, other than Aaron Donald, realistically, only one of them has ever been in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation, and that was Cam Hayward through the first half of last season. Mm -hmm. He's a fine wine, man. He is a Chateau Margot. All right. Oh, he hey is, now. He, he he is he just it's like every year he just gets better and better, just adds something to his game, just finds a, another area where he's able to impact the, the opposing offense. Um and then when you combine the skill set and the intensity and the consistency as you mentioned too, that's the big word with Cam. With all of his intangibles as well too, the the leadership and all those things. Um mm -hmm. yeah, to to me He's number two, and I we know how these lists work, and you know he's number four on. But like you said, with with Jeffrey Simmons, a lot of this from these executives and these scouts is projecting what they're going to yes. do this season. But as yeah. as it stands here today, like we all know, Aaron Donald is number one. I mean, you guys knew who was number one on our list before we even started this. But to me, mm -hmm. I think I think Cam Hayward, you can just about as quickly pencil in as number two. And we're, and we're biased, obviously. We see it every single week and up close and personal. But he is. But he even is that good. even when we say our biases, and I and I, the only reason I want to interject right here is because mm -hmm. we say it because typically in a scenario where we might feel like the bias this is making a guy be rated higher than they should be legitimately, we feel like we got to justify it. Cam Hayward doesn't need justification for no, being the number not. two rated D lineman. Forget if we bias or not. You know, Good and call. I said the Good exact call. same thing, but at the end of the day, this is Cam freaking Hayward we're talking about. Who cares how biased we are? Great call. Show me a guy that's better than him not named Aaron Donald. And we could go year for year, snap for snap, statistic for statistic, and we can have that game be played out. But I'm putting my money on my man Cam Hayward. I love it. That's I just the re it. that's the reality. Of no, it, you're man. absolutely right. That's what that's we well, have. That's well said. Yeah. That's well said by you. And then, yeah, and the most non-surprising thing ever, we both have Aaron Donald at number one. <laughs> uh, no, I, this is actually where I was going with a different guy. I had Larry Ogunjobi. You went Tyson Alu Alu, didn't you? And Dominicansu. <laughs> Dominicansu. Yeah. I'm, I'm an Dominicansu guy. Can I can I can I say this here? You remember for so long how it wasn't, and this is, I'm about to pay Aaron Donald a very high compliment here. Uh -huh. it's, you know, it's tough for me to do as a pit man, but he is a Pittsburgher, so it's it's a little bit easier when he is, you know, he's a true Western Pennsylvanian. You remember how for like a decade it wasn't, we never had the who's the best linebacker in football conversation because it was Ray Lewis. Yep. Like everybody mm -hmm. knew that it was Ray Lewis. When you made those lists, the conversation started with number two because yeah. it was such a foregone conclusion. Like Aaron Donald has done that. He has – I can't remember anyone on defense who is yeah. like and, – and some people might I'll say, say you know, like I'll Revis, say two people. No, no, I got two people. I said J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt's a good run. one. J.J. Watt's a good JJ one. J.J. had, had a nice run. run. Yeah. But it still wasn't as Ray long Lewis as Aaron Donald. Like, and then even I was like, as the edge rush, I was like, Vaughn had a little run. Vaughn Miller, but even his the, wasn't the 10. only person I could think. Yeah. It's like even Revis, right? Revis's was Revis like four, like four yeah. five, six years. Right. 
Ray Lewis and Aaron Donald. I mean, a decade of unquestioned yeah. the best at their position in the NFL. It's mm. special. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's craziness, man. Craziness. All right, partner. So there's our defensive line list. We are going to take our final break here of the show, of the Blitz on a Friday. We'll transition to the offensive side of the football. And we'll talk some wide receivers. This should be fun as well, too. I think... Maybe we'll have some more differences here, but we'll see. We'll see, but it'll be fun. Motsi and I will give our top 10 wide receivers when we return on the other side. He is Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on a Friday on SNR. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 